How would you like to learn new skills and face exciting new challenges? Maybe you want to develop your clinical expertise and give your career a boost. I'm Lucy Coward and I've been hearing from healthcare workers, including doctors, nurses and paramedics, who spend their spare time as medical reservists in the Royal Air Force. These are no ordinary medics. They're trained to care for sick or injured military personnel and civilians, sometimes in areas of conflict, both on the ground and in the air. So what's it like? How does life in the RAF Reserve fit in with a civilian career and a family life? We've asked some RAF medical reservists to record their thoughts about why they joined and what they get out of it. Like this GP, who already had 20 years civilian medical experience before he joined the RAF. My name's Peter Ewing. I've been a general practitioner in the National Health Service for 25 years. I work at uh, Creef Medical Centre in Perthshire in Scotland, uh, looking after 4,200 patients with my partners, covering over about a 400 square mile practice area. I also work for NHS Tayside as a speciality doctor in psychiatry. We do pretty much the same as any other GP. We deal with folks' acute medical problems. We deal with chronic illnesses like diabetes. We do minor surgery, stuff like that. I joined the Royal Air Force Reserves in 2017. There's probably several reasons why I did that. Uh, I, I've had a wee bit of exposure to the military. I was a, a cadet when I was a, a schoolboy. And then when I went up to medical school, I joined the University Officer Training Corps. And I really enjoyed that. Uh, in fact, I found that my closest friends tended to be the ones in the OTC rather than the ones in my medical school class. And uh, I kind of missed that, that camaraderie that you used to get. As well as that, after doing more than 20 years doing the same civilian job, I was looking to do something different, try and stretch myself a bit. And there was another reason to it. I just thought it was a worthwhile thing to do. I think it's it's a good thing to be in the armed forces of a democracy. So uh, I was keen to try and put something back. I've done a lot of things in the reserve, so it's difficult to say to pick one thing out. I would like to say that the best thing I did was uh, going on a leadership course with the United States Army in Texas, which is what I should have been doing last year. But uh, unfortunately, that was cancelled due to unforeseen circumstances. Thank you, COVID. Uh, so I would have to say the best bit was probably the aviation medicine course I did at the Centre for Aviation Medicine. Uh, it was completely new. Uh, they do not teach you anything on aviation medicine when you're at medical school. You know nothing about it. So it was a real zero to hero course. But uh, I enjoyed it because it was practical. They, they make you hypoxic, starve your body of oxygen so you know what it's like. They put you in the simulator to make you disorientated so you know what the pilots experience. And then they put you in the centrifuge to give you some g-force so you you actually don't just learn you you understand because you've uh, you've really experienced it yourself so so that was great i enjoyed a lot of the things about the officer training as well i enjoyed the way because you're so busy you're constantly getting inspections and deadlines the only way to get through it is to help everybody out if you help your friends out they help you out and i really enjoyed that and the 
people I was doing officer training with, we really gelled, uh, made a really, really good team together. Uh, and I enjoyed that. And despite the pressure of the training, it was it was good fun as well. Uh, I remember once they got us out doing a leadership exercise involving building tripods out of telegraph poles. And the uh, directing staff flight sergeant addresses us for the brief at the beginning. And he announces with absolute seriousness that the reason for us winning the Cold War is because the Soviet army was dismayed by British superiority in building tripods out of telegraph poles. Uh, and I thought it was glasnost and perestroika. Um, my civilian job has been quite challenging in the last 12 months for obvious reasons with COVID. When the pandemic first broke, uh, there was about two weeks when we were fairly quiet. I, and I guess people were probably too scared to see the doctor, which is not a good thing. Um, after that, it got busy again really quickly uh, and it took longer to do things that you normally do because you had to screen everybody by phone before bringing them down and only bring them down if the benefits outweighed the risks and put on PPE and change PPE, disinfect everything afterwards. And of course, the ambulance service and the hospital were suffering a lot of pressure as well. And that, that also had an impact. So it was quite hard. We also were uh, staffing the hot hubs. This was uh, uh, at the hospital where people with uh, COVID symptoms were assessed by myself and other GPs to see if uh, hospital admission was required or not. And uh, we, did, we all did several shifts there to keep the hot hubs staffed. Uh, thankfully, when the numbers started declining, it was possible to close those. I would say to anybody who is a civilian health worker, think about the reserves you, a lot of people are put off thinking oh i'm not military or i'm not really that's not my cup of tea at all but um it gives you a huge load of opportunities i i i don't regret it for a minute in fact if i regret it at all it's because i didn't do it earlier uh, i wish i did but then again my family were younger and it would have been a bit more difficult uh but uh, they give you loads of training and it's good training um you know the example being the aviation medicine course far far better than any course i've been on it's good for making friends i've uh, found that all the talk of uh, you know the sort of comradeship of the armed forces is is absolutely true um you've do have something in common with the people that you serve with and of course the people that you serve with are they are good people they are capable people who get things done and it's good to surround yourself with enthusiasts um, uh, so I, I enjoy uh, that aspect of it uh, I wouldn't advise anyone to join for the pension and pay package but it is a good pension and pay package uh, but I think most people would be joining for reasons other than that it's it really it, it's a it's a it's a win-win situation because your RAF experience makes you better at your civilian job and your civilian job makes you better at your RAF job so each complements the other one and uh, I, I think it's a, a really good thing to do the other thing is when you do the leadership exercises and so on very often they put you in a position where you have to make a decision even though you don't have the full information. There's ambiguity there. And uh, making decisions when you don't have the full information is exactly what we do in the day job. Every doctor, every nurse, every paramedic is used to managing ambiguity like that. So uh, the skills that you've 
learnt in your civ job can certainly help you in the services as well. That was squadron leader Peter Ewing, who already had an established career as a GP when he joined the reserves. Now let's hear from someone who's only just beginning. Aircraftman Gabby Jackson is a student paramedic with the Scottish Ambulance Service. I have worked for the Scottish Ambulance Service for four and a half years now. Um, I have been a student paramedic for the past seven months. I originally started as a VQ3 technician, worked my way through to VQ4, qualified as a technician two years ago, um, and now going through my paramedic course, hopefully to be qualified by the end of this year. Um, prior to this, I was a rugby coach with Scottish Rugby, working through Edinburgh and the Lothians. I always knew I wanted to join the emergency service at some point. I just didn't know when was the appropriate time to join. Um, so once I had my driver's licence for three years, I just thought I'd, I'd go for it there and then. When I was at school, I, I wanted to leave at the age of 16 and join the military. However, my parents, they wanted me to stay in school really and um, complete my final years. So... After joining ambulance service, I was able to make a few connections with different paramedics who are also reservists, um, which then brought my attention to the 612 Squadron. And within a day, I'd sent my interest away and was excited really to see where this was going to lead me and my potential future with the RAF. Um, I've joined the RAF as a, a medic. This will hopefully enhance my medical knowledge in different clinical backgrounds, um, basic, basically being able to provide a range of pre-hospital emergency care in a variety of military environments, while hopefully supporting other medical clinicians. I have just completed part one of my basic recruit training, which I can't explain how much I got out of it. Um, it was an unreal experience. Um, on route going to it, I was really nervous. Um, I don't like uh, being put in situations that I'm uncertain of. Um, however, the eight days were just unreal. Like I was buzzing after it. Um, each day you're just learning something new. You're pushing yourself to new limits. You're experiencing, oh, you know, just you're meeting new people and experiencing different situations that you've never be put in you know, in your day-to-day -day life. As soon as, you know, I finished my part one, I phoned um, my flight sergeant up and I was just like, listen, like, what are the chances of me going full-time? Like, this is unreal. This is a completely, you know, I felt so content. That's where I needed to be at that moment in time. I was ready to go on my part two. Um, however, unfortunately, due to coronavirus and my civvy role, they uh, needed me um, out on the road helping working towards this pandemic um, within the Scottish Ambulance Service. For me, um, because I'm going through my um, paramedic course, that comes as a priority right now because as soon as I qualify, I'll be more beneficial within um, the medical role in the RAF. So that is my main priority, which I would have it completely the other way. I'd rather be doing RAF commitments over work. Um, once this is completed, you know, it's 27 days a year. And then if you want to put any more into it, you can. I know I definitely will because I love it. I love it. It's, it's a break from civilian life. 
the only good experience I've had is my part one. That's the only thing I have experienced, um, which, again, um, like I said before, the confidence and excitement it, it gave me those eight days you know you really you just need to go in just chuck yourself in the deep end the best way to describe it, just chuck yourself in the deep end take everything on board enjoy it you meet amazing people everyone's there to support you the opportunities that this will hopefully give me is again just enhancing my paramedic skills it'll take me to hopefully places around the world where i can help and assist people i can um, take on new training opportunities um, it'll help me grow within my career and personally, it it gives me excitement and it gives me confidence. I'm not a very... I don't think I'm a confident person um, and I definitely don't like to go into my comfort zone. However, like my civvy role, um, I, I know it's going to be really rewarding uh, in the future once I pass all my courses. I hope it's going to help me with leadership skills so I can work my way up the ladder. Determination just to continuously push myself out there and you know have these new experiences that I wouldn't normally have on a day to day basis, discipline, you know, and just having that regimented way. Like I'm a very organised person, and the military life really suits me in that sense. Um, so yeah, definitely, I would. You know, if you've got the opportunity to sign up and um, to get involved, please do. Uh, it's one of the best things that I have done. Flight Sergeant Mick Ainsley is a recruiter for Four Six Two Six Squadron, based at RAF Bryce Norton. We have recently had um, some of our reservists have deployed overseas and then they've come back and then decided that this is what they really want to do and they've, they've applied to join the regular Air Force and some of them have been successful in doing that. It's not massively common, remember, the guys have already got their own life and their own careers set up. How important is it to, to have a family that supports your decision to join the reserves? I think massively. Um, one of the early on in the recruitment process, when we talk to uh, talk to the candidates about their their life reserve um, balance, is to speak to their family. If if your family are on side, bear in mind that people might deploy for six months or so. Um, you definitely need that family support at home. What particularly might they be able to to help with? The day-to-day activities. So if they, you know, if there's a childcare involved, someone to look after your, the house while you're away, um, the knowledge that while you're deployed, there's less to worry about at home because your family are taking care of things, and also that your family are supportive and and that it's something that they want you to do as well does help definitely. It's not unusual for reservists to have their own family. Medical reservists tend to be around about 30 years of age on average when when they want to join. So by then, some of them will have started families. We're looking for their professionalism um, more than anything else. So so regardless of their background or their family circumstances, if if they're able to um to join then that's fine so it's um if, if they can do it and they want to do it and they're able to do it then they, they're allowed to do it and a year or two after people have joined what difference do you notice that they notice within themselves so i think mostly it's confidence there's a lot of self-confidence not not that people who join aren't confident in the first place but i think they grow in their self-confidence because they've got another skill so they've got their whole civilian work and life skills and balance um, and then now they've got a whole load of military experience and skills that they add to that so, so I, I think they grow as a person uh, to quote I think Winston Churchill you know reservists are twice a citizen I think that's definitely true. What do you notice that they are able to give back to the NHS after becoming a reservist? 
the two areas really what we call soft skills and hard skills so the soft skills are able to take back we, we do deal a lot with management leadership teamwork training um, and then the harder skills are some of the, the experience particularly if they deploy or they go away on exercises that they would take back to the nhs what about when they practice medicine in the field compared to when they're in a hospital, sometimes the equipment or the or the situation or the scenario is going to be very different. It is. Um, so the patient presenting themselves with whatever illness or injury will be the same. It's the environment that's different. Um, so if you're working, if you compare the difference with King's College Hospital in London, which is a very nice, modern, clean environment compared to a field hospital that was built in, inside a tent, um, perhaps a lot more trauma um, patients would come through that facility. They, the, the supply chain is different. Logistics are different. A lot more things to consider. So in a hospital, if you want some particular medication, you would just ask and someone would go and get it for you. Um, whereas within our, in our case, there'd have to be a lot more thought process behind all of that. So it, it's more the environment that's different than, than the work that's been done as such. We do get personnel who go away and volunteer for, for a lot more things. So, um, for example, one of our staff who works in, in a hospital in the southwest of England um, engaged with um, veterans, um, the Veterans Association, um, and then encouraged the hospital to give better care um, to, to veterans who, who would perhaps not necessarily receive that care because of their circumstances. So, yeah, I think if, if people are people who join the reserves are generally quite busy by joining the reserves they become busier and I think that busy people quite like being busy and they're quite happy to go along with other initiatives and other volunteering work everything that's open to a regular personnel is open to reservists um, the RAF have a, um, a, a, a really large community support team um, who set up all sorts of initiatives and, and certainly reservists would be able to engage with that in, in the same way that a regular personnel would be able to are you up to the challenge? The RAF Medical Reserves is actively recruiting now. To find out more about becoming a reserve in the Royal Air Force, search Royal Air Force Reserves. Royal Air Force, no ordinary job. <laughs>